after the service. If you would, just uh, turn to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Uh, and uh, when you get there, if you would, stand with me for the initial. Uh, if you're able to, uh, if you would, stand with me for the initial reading of the scripture. We're going to read... Uh, Um, we're going to read verses 1 to 4. John chapter 4, verses 1 to 4. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to read the first three verses, and if you would, uh, everybody read uh, verse 4 out loud with me when I get there. The Bible says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard, that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And if you would all read with me, verse 4, And he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this evening. Lord, thank you for uh, Gospel Light Baptist Church. And... Uh, and uh, 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 thank you for uh, uh, the many years that this church has been here, here in Kearney, uh, uh, New Jersey. And uh, Lord, thank you for all that you've done through that church. Lord, thank you for their investment of, of time and resources into our family and our ministry uh, halfway around the world. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, um, uh, uh, bless them uh, for that. And, and, and not just their support of our family, but all the other missionaries that they support. Um, uh, because of that, Lord, I pray that you would uh, 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 bless them for that. I pray that you would uh, speak to us now through, uh, through your word, teach us something uh, that would help us uh, uh, to be better Christians <clears throat> and servants uh, for you, Lord. And I uh, pray that you would uh, uh, help me as I preach in, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. All right, <clears throat> Whoa. John chapter 4 here, we see Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus was in Judea because he was getting baptized, all right? He walked 60 miles to get baptized from, from Capernaum all the way down to where John was baptizing at the, uh, at the Jordan River uh, <clears throat> is about 60 miles. And, uh, and, and, and he walked uh, there because he wanted to get baptized. And, uh, and of course, uh, John the Baptist um, is, <clears throat> was the one that God had given the authority uh, to baptize people. And, uh, and then uh, he was down there and he uh, heard, if you look in, um, in, uh, in John chapter 3 and verse 26, there was some, uh, some of John's, uh, some of the men that followed John there and uh, some of the Pharisees in verse 1 we read now when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John so if you go back to John chapter 3 and verse 26 the Bible says and they came unto John and said unto him Rabbi he that was with thee beyond Jordan to whom thou bearest witness you know he's the one that said hey pointed and said uh, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then, of course, he also baptized uh, uh, Jesus. He said, uh, Him <clears throat> uh, that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, 
and all men come to him. Hey, hey, everybody's going to Jesus instead of you, John. Everybody move churches. <laughs> you know what? John was never upset about that because he was always trying to point people to Jesus. Amen. And that's our job, try to point people to Jesus. And uh, he was supposed to uh, uh, prepare, uh, um, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Make a way, make a way for the Lord to come through and save folks, and that's and that's what our job is when we try to give somebody the the gospel and the plan of salvation. And uh, the Bible says that um, in verse uh, here Ephesians two verse eight says, "For by grace are ye saved through faith." Right. So, <clears throat> and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Wherefore, by grace are ye saved through faith. God saves us by his grace. It's by his goodness, him being good to us, even though we don't deserve it. And that's what salvation is. All right? So by grace. Through faith. So grace is like the semi-truck that brings salvation. And faith is the highway that grace drives down to get to our life and to our heart. And 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 so through faith, and so that's what Peter, uh, that's what uh, John was doing. John was trying to make a way, <laughs> make that road of faith, help 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 make that road uh, there, so that <clears throat> so that uh, and so he was never upset that all men come to him. But notice that people went to John, saying, "Hey, all men are going to Jesus." And then the Pharisees find out, and Jesus Jesus heard it. When the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. He said, "Hey, there doesn't is going to be uh, the Pharisees are going to try to uh, get uh, John and Jesus to be at odds with each other." And to try to put, the, hey, you know, uh, how could, oh, you're better, uh, you think you're better than, than John, and John's been here longer, you know, and all that. You know what? They were supposed to work together, and John did work, you know. But at, at this point, um, John's ministry and Jesus' ministry are overlapping a little bit. And, and later on, John's going to pass off the scene. Um, but Jesus said, hey, hey, we don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this trouble. I'm going to go back to Galilee. And so he got ahead of the problem. But he says here um, that, and on his way to Galilee, the Bible says, and he must needs go through Samaria. Nobody goes through Samaria. All right? Now, he's in Judea. He was actually coming from Jerusalem, I think, around Jerusalem area. Galilee's up here. In the middle is a region of the country called Samaria. Kind of like we have 50 states, right? Right? Man. So. But everybody would go. They would come to a fork in the road. And one, one road would go towards Jericho. And they would go around. They would go towards Jericho, around Samaria. They would go out of their way. They would actually take more time to go out of their way to avoid Samaria. That's how bad, all right? It's like if you wanted to get from, from New Jersey 
to, let's see here, where, where could we go? What, what states? To Ohio. But you hate Pennsylvanians. <laughs> so you're going to go all the way down to Maryland. Or you're going to go all the way north, up 87, to get to 86. No, because even if you take 86 and go west, you still have to go through Erie, Pennsylvania. So no, you have to go through. So you're going to go through Maryland, and you're going to go, you're going to go as, as much out of your way as possible when you could just take I-80 and go straight west. But that goes through Pennsylvania. Samaria. That goes through Samaria. Now, I-80 is faster. All right? I-80 is faster. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know, you don't have to go around anything. It's less miles uh, and all that. But it goes through Samaria. All right? So we can't do that. that. That's what most people did. But Jesus said, no, no, no. I must needs go through Samaria. They got to the fork in the road. And the disciples, I'm sure the disciples probably, I don't know what they did. Um, I like to, um, you know, make stuff up. No, um, uh, I like to try to put myself into, the, uh, into their shoes. Now, if I was a disciple with Jesus, I'd be like, hey, Jesus, we, we got to go this way. Everybody else is going this way. This is the way everybody goes. All right. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. We got to go that way. No, but Jericho's this way. But we're not going to Jericho. We're going to Galilee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we go to Jericho. And then we go around. Uh, and, uh, and we go around Samaria. We never go through Samaria. But you know what? When you get on the road with Jesus, Jesus, a lot of times, likes to take the road less taken. He says, I got to go to Samaria. Now, there's a couple reasons why he needed to go to Samaria. Number one, there was a lady going to be at a well. He had an appointment with a lady who was, coming, who was going to be at a well that he was going to have to talk to and to give the gospel to so she could get saved. So because of that, he needed to go to Samaria. Not only that, she had the rest of the city come out to hear about Jesus. Wow. So... It was God's will, because God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it was God's will that he go through. Not only that, for their salvation. There's another reason, though. He, now, remember, the disciples are following Jesus. This is during the three-and-a-half-year training period. This is his discipleship period. Jesus trained, and, 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 and trained his, those 12 men for three-and-a-half years. And then let them loose on the world after that. Right? So, so there's a reason. Everything Jesus did, Jesus taught them. Uh, he's going to teach them in this passage with places. Sychar in Samaria. And they're going to go to a place. And they're going to see um, some things. He taught them with different people. He taught them with different, through different miracles. Right? He was always teaching uh, the disciples something. And, uh, and sometimes it was an on-the-job, this is on-the-job training, all right? This wasn't a sitting, sitting in a class and, and, uh, and study a textbook, all right? He's on-the-job training. That's why Jesus said um, um, uh, that we ought to get in the yoke with him and we'll learn of him because we always get fellowship when we're in the yoke. We always learn about somebody when we're in a yoke working with them together. And uh, I learn more about somebody working with them than I do playing with them. 
all right, playing video games or basketball or whatever. I always learn more about somebody if I'm digging a trench with them. And actually, I feel I really um, am jealous uh, that I don't get to lay bricks and, and, and dig posts. Uh, we, uh, the guys have to dig five feet wide, five foot squares, six feet down with a hoe and a bucket. And they just dig it in a bucket and throw it. And they have uh, assembly lines um, that just pass the bucket along. And then they dump the bucket. And, uh, and they keep and, <clears throat> and that, and laying bricks by hand and stringing out the string to make sure it's straight and the plumb line to make sure the wall is straight. And, uh, uh, and that I really am a little bit disappointed because I'm here um, that I can't work with them and learn more from, from those guys. You know, uh, the, the fellow on the, uh, on the, um, on the video that was witnessing, uh, his name is Cosantin and, uh, Co means brother and, uh, uh, Santin, and he only has one good eye, but he's a bricklayer. He's a professional bricklayer and he lays some really straight bricks. And one time I, I, I told him, pastor said, Hey, uh, here, brother Tim, can you go help them uh, with this? And we're building a retaining wall for a road because our, um, our church is in a rice paddy, a rice field. And the rice field is four feet lower than the regular road. But our, our building has to be four feet higher than the road so because of the flooding. And you can see uh, pictures of the flooding later. Uh, and that, um, so, so we need a dump truck. Um, and uh, to fill in that rice paddy. Um, but, um, <clears throat> but we're building this road, uh, this little uh, path, so that cars, can, cars and motorcycles can drive in and out to get to the church on Sunday. And I told, uh, I told uh, Cole Santin, I told him, I said, you're the boss today. And he's like, no, 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 you're a sayah. You're, I'm the assistant pastor, you know. So to him, I'm, I'm the boss, you know. No, no, you're the boss because you know more than, <laughs> about this work than, than, than I do. Uh, and, that, and so Jesus is going to go through Samaria, one, because he, know, he needs to tell the gospel to these folks. And two, so that he can train the disciples and teach them some things. And he's going to go through a road that's less taken, and there's a lot of times, you know, people would ask, why, Brother Tim, why are you going to Burma? I said, why not? But nobody goes there. I know. Um, uh, people in our, in our village, they have, that, that's one of the reasons. I mean, number one, God called me to go. All right? Even if I wanted to go and God called me somewhere else, I'd have to go somewhere else. All right? Um, but God called me to go, but he also gave me the desire. And I looked, I looked around and I said, nobody's going there. And so some folks said, why don't you go to Mexico or Philippines, um, you know, where it's easier to get a visa? I said, yeah, no, there's too many people over there. And uh, we went to church. Our church is in a village. If you didn't know, the girls' uh, Sunday school class is by the chicken coop. The boys' Sunday school class is by the tractor. I don't know if that's on purpose for any reason. Um, but um, so anyway, we had, the whole vo- uh, village is Buddhist. We're the only Baptist church. Now, there are other Baptist churches in the city. Adoniram Judson actually started two of them. Um, they're not really worth sending your dog to now. Um, but, um, and there's other Christian, so-called Christian church, Assembly of God, Catholic churches, other than that. There's a lot of different um, uh, Seventh-day Adventists. Jehovah's Witnesses have been there 12 years before I got there. Uh, and, that, 
And uh, so a lot of different so-called Christian churches. And uh, I, <clears throat> I was going to church uh, to work, and I stopped off to get a Coca-Cola, hallelujah, and, uh, because it's hot. And, um, and, I, and I stopped at a little convenience store. There's a, there are a lot over there. And, uh, and uh, people, people just buy stuff at wholesale and just put it out front of their house and sell it. It's like a, it's like a garage sale. Every, every convenience store is, a, is, is like a garage sale almost. Anyway, so I stopped, and a, a lady said, Hey, you're going, we're, we're, how come you're here? Because I'm a foreigner, right? And I'm in an area that tourists don't go. Tourists, I, I, go, I love going to places tourists don't go. And, uh, and, and, and people look at me like, what are you doing here? You know? And then I speak Burmese, and they're just like, Mingalaba, Nekonla, and just, hello, how are you? And they're like, they don't know what to say. I mean, they, they know what they're supposed to answer, but they're just so shocked that, uh, uh, you know, that a foreigner is, gonna, is speaking their language. You know? And uh, this lady said, uh, I said I, she said, what, what are you doing here? I said, I'm going to the church. Oh, the new church that's, that's uh, just started down the road? I said, yeah, the new church that's down the road. She said, i, I got to ask you, why do you want to build a church here? And, of course, they're thinking of the building, you know, because that's how they think. You know, they go to the paya, um, which is the word God, but it's also the word for their pagoda, their temple, the Buddhist temple. I'm going to God today, you know. So they think it's a special place, like the, like the lady in Samaria. And, uh, and that, well... And she said, well, why are you building a church here? Nobody here is Christian. Why don't you build it with all the other Christian churches? I said, that's exactly why. Because there's too many Christian churches over there. And we want to come. You know, it's like the guy who, uh, who was sent uh, down to the Caribbean uh, to sell shoes. And he, he wrote back to his company, uh, bring, me, bring me back. I can't sell any shoes. Nobody here wears shoes. So they, sent, they brought him back, sent another salesman, and the, guy, and the guy wrote back to his company and said, and called back to his company and said, I need more shoes. Nobody here wears shoes. Right? <laughs> the second guy was looking at, at it as an opportunity to sell shoes. And, and that's the way we are. Hey, hey, yeah, it's all Buddhist. Okay. And, um, but their mentality is, I'm Buddhist. Leave me alone. All right? Go on. <laughs> I'm Buddhist. I'm Muslim. I, we all have our own religion. I'm nothing. Um, some, of the, some of the younger people are, I'm nothing. But you know what? what Jesus, I, I'm trying to follow the Lord, and the Lord put our, put our church in this village, this totally Buddhist village. The monks are not happy about it. Sometimes uh, King Cobra um, gets let through the, um, th- through the rice paddy uh, and that uh, on purpose. Uh, so you know what, but you know what, Jesus, Jesus put us there, and you know what, the the path might be really narrow. Hmm, that sounds familiar, or it might be overgrown, or whatever. And you're like, huh, I don't know. Well, Jesus said he must needs go through Samaria, and <clears throat> he wanted to teach the disciples also that the journey is just as important as, as the destination. They're all trying to get to Galilee. And uh, <clears throat> Peter's trying to get home to his mother-in-law. I don't know. Um, you know, uh, they're all trying to get to Galilee. And they want to get there as fast as they can. But then they stop in Sychar in verse 5. Then he come into a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, 
sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. So they're going to stop here now in Sychar. Now, this is a rest stop. All right? That's like, you know, when you're on the toll road, you go, you go get off at the rest stop, and you're going to gas up the car. There are no hotels there. You're not expected to stay there. You just go, go to the bathroom, uh, get snacks, all right? And fill up your car and keep going down the road. And that was exactly the disciples' idea, right? And, but while they're in getting snacks... All right, and, and all that. Jesus is going to talk to the woman at the well, and then she gets saved. Then she goes in, and later we find out that they're, they're, they're there for another two days. So what, what, what started out as only supposed to be a two-hour rest stop, or one-hour rest, rest stop, I don't know how, how long they were planning on, on originally being there. The disciples had their own plan. Jesus had his, right? And, uh, and that it ended up into like a two-day revival meeting. People were getting saved. And Jesus saying, hey, hey, guys, our journey to get to Galilee is just as important. The people here in Sychar that we have to walk through their village and walk past their village on this road, they're just as important as the people in Capernaum that we're trying to get to. The journey is just as important as the destination. We enjoyed Every minute of, uh, of deputation that we could, we tried to see as many people. It, to me, it wasn't just trying to raise money to get enough money as fast as I can to get to Burma. We wanted to be a blessing to churches, you know, and that's, that's really the, 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 the whole meaning uh, of our furlough. Uh, we, we renewed our visas before we even came back. Before we even, or right after I bought my, I had already started the approval process before we bought our plane tickets. I bought our plane tickets. Two days later, um, the approval came in. And I'm like, all right. We weren't kicked out of the country. We're not, we don't have any medical, uh, major medical problems. It's not a medical furlough like some missionaries have to take. Um, we're not here for surgeries or anything like that. We're here at this time to try to be a blessing to all our supporting churches and see some of our family. And God brought us at this time and this year specifically, because we don't know another year um, that we'd be able to come and we'd be able to fly back with the airplanes. You know, uh, COVID happened and for three years. No airplanes went anywhere uh, internationally, pretty much, you know, um, especially our, our area of the world. But you know what? The journey is just as important as the destination. And <clears throat> when you go with Jesus, when you're hitting the road with Jesus on a road trip with, with, with Jesus, you'll always have amazing experiences. I, 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 would I would have loved to be there with the disciples when they see all those people. Jesus talking to the disciples. Uh, look in, um, in uh, uh, John chapter 4, and verse 31. Actually, verse 30, the Bible says, Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him on to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for, for they are white already to harvest. 
And that's a very famous verse. And we use that a lot for missions conferences and stuff like that. Look on the fields. Lift up your eyes. Look on the fields for they're white under harvest, right? Now, <clears throat> this conversation is actually uh, verse 31 to verse 38 is a conversation with Jesus teaching the disciples. Again, he's trying to teach them something. Hey, hey, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He said, I'm working too, too much to eat, guys. And, uh, and, that. and then he says, look on the fields. Now, this conversation actually happens in between verse 29 and verse 30. Because it says, in the meanwhile. So while the, the woman is inside the city trying to get everybody to come out, the Jesus is having this conversation with his disciples. And the disciples saw him uh, asking in verse 27, And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? They knew better than to ask those questions. Than to ask Jesus those questions. What are you doing talking to that woman? You know? You know? Could you imagine somebody asking the Lord that? <laughs> uh, don't you know who I am? You know, um, I'm sure Jesus, Jesus had very witty remarks to questions like that. You know, and, um, and so they knew better than to ask him that. And they're having this conversation. And in my mind, when, when, I, read, uh, when I read these words in verse 35, I kind of see Jesus pointing past the disciples as if the disciples are in between Jesus and the city. And he says, hey guys, lift up your fields and look. And they all turn around and they see this huge crowd being led by, the, uh, by that woman to come hear Jesus. That's what I see. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but that's kind of how I imagine it. If I was there, I'd be like, man, maybe, maybe this is how it happened. And you know what? What's he, what are they, imagine being one of those 12 disciples and turning around when Jesus points and you see this huge crowd of people coming out so that they can hear from Jesus' words, his own mouth, the gospel, you know, imagine that. Or imagine when uh, Jesus did any of the other miracles and those disciples were there. I mean, he, he, uh, only uh, Peter, James, and John got to go in when he raised up uh, uh, Jairus' daughter from the dead. Man, you know, stuff like that. You get to see great things. If I wasn't following Christ and doing what, and going to Burma, like, 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 I wouldn't be able to see some of the things we get to see. I wouldn't be able to see some of the folks get saved and that. We, 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 we went to, uh, we're going house to house. Okay, this is a military dictatorship country in a civil war. We woke up one day, uh, two years after we had arrived, and the military retook the country. And we're like, can we stay here? I don't know. But until, we, uh, until, they, until they tell us to leave, we're going to keep soul winning. We're going to we'll go house to house and market to market and talk to everybody we can, hand out tracts. And we, we got to one village, and Pastor told me, he said, he said, Brother Tim, this is a very devout Buddhist village, and we're going to go soul winning here. He said, I'm just telling you. He was just telling me uh, uh, to let me know that we might have some opposition when we get there. Well, we got there, and, uh, and, I went, and that was actually the village where the, uh, the one fella in the brown coat and the jeans was walking in front of me. That was the village. And, uh, and we got there. It was a little fishing village uh, right on the river. 
And we get there, and everybody sees me, and they all just flood out of their houses. Or some people poke their head out, you know, see, what is going on here? And, uh, and, that, and I started talking to one guy, and Mount Than U, and I started talking to him. I said, do you know for sure you go to heaven? No. Would you like to know? Sure. He says, come up on my porch. So I went up on his porch, up, up his stairs on his, in his stilt uh, uh, raised uh, hut uh, that he lives, on, lives in. I'm sitting there. He's like, can I get you tea? I'm like, sure. And so he got me. He went inside his little hut, got me, uh, made some tea and brought it out. And I'm talking to him. I'm trying to give the gospel to him. And then more people are crowding around his, his, his little hut in front of his hut, trying to say, what's going on? Now, some people got the tract, and uh, they're like, oh, okay, this, and then walked away, you know? But you know what? We get to see some of those things. I need to go renew my visa. We have to drive seven hours to, to go to the office um, to renew our visas. And, uh, and, and it, um, we, we heard that there was fighting on the highway. The day we go on the highway, it's clear. There's no cars at all. I can't see any cars. Uh, we go through 14 military checkpoints on the road. And some of them, the guys go, I don't know what to do with this guy. They didn't tell us this in the briefing. Um, you know, what do we do with this guy? I don't know. Um, you know, other guys, they stop, they ask questions, we hand them a tract, and they say, what are you doing here? I'm a preacher. And they all look at the tract and see the cross, the big cross on the tract, and they all give me a smile, and they all go like this, four of them, all at the same time. And I said, beats a bullet, and, uh, and uh, I'm not Catholic, but you know what? And we get to give them the gospel, and we get to uh, see a fire chief uh, come to church and hear the gospel. Uh, and then uh, um, my, my wife's uh, Hindu taxi driver came at Christmas time uh, to church. It was the first time he'd ever been uh, in a Baptist church. He's Hindu. He always goes to Hindu temple. He's never wanted to learn anything about uh, Christian anything. He's like, this is the first time I've ever seen Christian worship. And I'm glad he went to the right church to see right, correct. <laughs> uh, you know what? And he got to hear the gospel, and we've, see, we've been able to see people get saved. And, in, uh, and in, in, in the town, in the part of town that I was told was going to be one of the harder areas, and, you know, doors going to get slammed in your face, people are going to yell at you, you're going to run out of there. You know what? I had one of the sweetest gospel talks with that man. And he got saved, and the next day he came to church, brought his family, brought neighbors, and... Uh, like seven, eight people the very next day in, uh, in Sunday at church, seven or eight people got saved of people he brought to church as visitors. You know, we get to see those things. But if I stayed here in America where it's comfortable, for me, it's comfortable. Um, you know, not anymore. Not anymore. I came and we're freezing. Um, I've, I've gotten used to the, the, the heat over there. But you know what? We get to see some amazing things that we wouldn't normally ever see. We get some experiences that you would never uh, have. <clears throat> but also, when you go with Jesus, you always arrive on time. Now, they were worried about, hey, hey, we're going this way. We're stopping in Sychar. We're, in the, we're taking two extra days to get somewhere that should have been only taking us three or four hours to go. 
And if you look over in verse 47, verse 47, actually verse 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man, man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Wow, he believed God's word, right? Because Jesus is God, so he believed God's word, and it happened. Wow, and his son was healed. You know, Jesus got back at the exact right time he was supposed to get back, even though the disciples said you're taking uh, two, two days too long to get to where you're supposed to go. And he got at the exact right time to be able to heal that man's son. And, uh, and you know what? Sometimes what we think is, oh man, this, we were told that our visas were going to take uh, longer than normal. To, to go through the, they were going to review our visas and that, and there was a couple extra steps they had to do and check up on us before they were going to give us the approval. So they said, you're supposed to give, we normally give our stuff in December so we can renew it in January because it expires the beginning of February. Well, we, we gave it two months earlier than that because they were, they were like, you got to have at least three months. I said, okay. Then it gets down to January and we're like, are we really going to get it? And, uh, our agent that helps us and that said, yeah, you're going to get it. We just don't know exactly when, but I'm sure you're going to get it. And we're like, I don't know. And we wanted to get the visa. We wanted to be able to get the visa approval, the stamp Then we're going to buy the airplane tickets to come back here. And we're watching the, we're watching the prices go up and up and up. And oh man, are we really, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, our visa expires February 6th and we bought plane tickets. I said, you know, hon, we'll just, we prayed about it. And we're like, you know what? I think the Lord wants us to buy plane tickets for the day that our visa expires. Because then we're not in trouble um, if, if we don't get the approval and, and they don't renew our visa, we won't be in trouble with the government. If they do renew our visa, it doesn't matter. So we, we already have the plane tickets, but if we do renew our visa, it's just going to be a lot easier when we go back in October. We bought the plane tickets. Two days later, we bought the uh we got the um approval uh notice for for our visa now we actually bought the tickets we were actually originally planning to come at the beginning of march so we bumped our 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 time up uh one month and we're like man we have an extra month wow one week after now, we moved some, some of our meetings around because we knew we were going to be, like with our sending church, my father-in-law's church, so we knew we were going to be there earlier. We, didn't, you know, we weren't going to wait till March uh, to go to their church. So we moved some meetings around. Well, so it left, I had extra spaces in, in our schedule. And uh, this church in Michigan, a secretary from a church, this church in Michigan, sent me an email a week after I got my approval. I'm still in Myanmar at the time and January 27th it was a week exactly after we got the approval for our visa and we already had the tickets 
And she types in, we'd love to have your uh, family come. We're looking for missionaries for our missions conference. And here's the dates in March that happened to be open because we moved our, our meetings. And, uh, and they said, if you're going to be in the States. And I, I, I responded back, yes, we'll be in the States. And yes, we can make it for that time and, and, and all that. And, uh, then we, and my wife said, uh, do we know anybody there? I said, no, because normally like a friend of ours, um, uh, you know, like my father-in-law, because of my father-in-law, we, we were able to come here. And some of our friends, you know, we know some friends from college or that that are in different churches. And so my wife's like, do we know anybody there? I said, she said, what town is it? I told her the town. I said, I don't know anybody in that town. And then I looked where the town is. I said, I don't know anybody here. We got to ask them when we get there, you know, how they hear about us, you know. And uh, so my wife asked the mission secretary who sent me the email. She said, uh, how'd you hear about us? Uh, she said, oh, I just, just went on Google and typed in independent Baptist missionaries. That's it, just those three words. And we were like in the top ten of her list. Our website popped up. Davis, the number two, Myanmar. She's like, oh, that looks interesting. Clicks on it, you know, and goes through our website and sees, sees our statement of faith and all that. And is like, these people might might be okay to have come in for our, I'm going to send them an email. She sent like 60 emails to random people. Um, well, some people she was probably told to email on that. But we were the only ones to respond back to all those emails. And her email came exactly at the time. And then we get to their church for their missions conference they have, uh, 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 once a month, they have a missions prayer meeting just to pray for missionaries and different things. And uh, the pastor said, uh, our missions prayer meeting this, this, uh, comes on this Sunday during the missions conference. If you guys want to come, it's an hour before church, um, 5 o'clock. And uh, you, if anybody want, any of the missionaries want to come, if you don't want to come, it's, it's, it's fine. Or if you can't come, because your family, we have a big family, it takes a lot to get ready. We have six girls. And, um, and that. And uh, so, you know, I said, you know what, we're going to go early. And I went and sat in, in the, in the prayer meeting, and uh, they asked the church members for a prayer request that they knew missionaries had, um, uh, that they might know of some of their supporting missionaries, if they knew of any prayer requests. Then, since I was there, they said, uh, Brother Tim, do you have any prayer requests? I said, yeah, well, we're building a building. Um, uh, you know, we need to build a bigger building and that. And uh, Pastor... The pastor said, uh, said oh, uh, come up here and tell us about the building and tell us about your work and all that. And so I told him, and I told him you know, uh, what we needed, told him what they were going to see on the video. They hadn't even seen the video yet. Uh, so I said, you're going to see in the video people looking in the, <laughs> in the windows. My wife has to sit outside and stare through a window. And uh, we got people sitting in the back. We've even had people sitting on the bus, looking out windows of the bus to, to, to listen in on church and that. And... Uh, he said, he said, how much money do you have already? I said, well, we just, in the last two weeks, we've gotten $4,000 for it. He said, and I said, it's going to cost about $20,000. He, uh, he said, how about you, um, uh, he, said, he said, folks, he said, we, we, we prayed and all that. He said, how about you think our little group, um, what, what do you guys think if, if our group, our prayer group, recommends to the church out of our missions budget to get them to the halfway mark? Another six thousand to get into the halfway mark. They all said yes, yes, you know, and um, and so he said okay. So he said, brother Tim, uh, tomorrow when you give your presentation, bring up the building and uh, and and we'll recommend to the church to get your uh, project at least halfway. 
you know, so you can get the building half done. I said, wow, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so we get to church. I give the presentation. I talk about the building just like he asked. And he gets up and he says, folks, our, our, our prayer band has, uh, wants to recommend to the church to give them. They already have 4000 to recommend to give them 6000 out of our missions budget to, um, to help them with the rest of the building. He said, uh, he said but also I want to tell you this. I was like, oh, okay, my ear's perking up. And uh, he, said, he said, I talked to the deacons today. And uh, I was like, okay. And uh, he said, you know, we're, we're going through our own building program. So the church is going through their own building program. They're trying to raise their own money for their own building project, okay? And uh, he said they needed, uh, they needed um, a certain architectural drawing, and all the drawings were going to cost over $200,000. God gave them, in a miraculous way, a $100,000 discount. He said, because God gave us a discount, what do you think if we help with the rest of their building from our, it's still going to go to building. It just won't be our building. It'll be their building. And because God gave us the discount, it's kind of like he gave us an extra $100,000. And I'm just like, <laughs> both my wife and I are like, uh. <laughs> and you know what? Because we're like $20,000. We're thinking $20,000. All our people, our average wage in our church um, is $3 a day for our people. I mean, that bricklayer gets a lot more money than a lot of other people, and he gets $5 a day you know, for his family, you know, I make in one day, I made in one day, I, I used to work a job in Connecticut, $20 an hour, I'd make in one day, 160 bucks, that's, they make 90 bucks a month, I make 160 bucks in one day, here in, in the States, you know, and, and then after people tithe, and then they have to give their other, and to give an extra offering for, you know, I don't know how long, uh, I don't know how we're going to pay for this building, <laughs> uh, you know, that we need. And we're praying, and my, and my wife and I, we're thinking, you know what, you know what, we're, we're here, and we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to give us 20 churches to each give us $1,000. we got 70 supporting churches. Maybe we could pray, and 20 of them would give us each $1,000. That shouldn't be too hard. Uh, for, for God to do, and God, and God goes, I'll do you one better. I'll give you 4,000, uh, I'll give you uh, 20% in the first two weeks, and I'll give you the other 80% three weeks later. Amen. You know? And we got here. Now, what I thought was going to be taking too long with our visa was actually on purpose by God so that we could be here at the right time and we were also, they, they even said, you know, that we were a blessing to their, we want to be a blessing to their church. But God even said, you know what, I've got money for you that I've got to make this visa situation, uh, this approval, go longer than it's supposed to on purpose. So that you can be at this church. Because if we had gotten back here when we were originally wanting to and planning to, we'd have missed that church that church had missed, would have missed the opportunity to invest in souls in Burma, and we would have missed the blessing on the church building. But you see, when you go with Jesus, you get to where you're supposed to right on time. Just like he got there right on time for that man and his son. So, let's take a road trip. <laughs> All right? Go through Samaria. Sometimes we have to go through Samaria, and God does it on purpose, even though we, we, don't, we aren't naturally planning that. 
And sometimes it hurts a little bit. Maybe God takes us in a different direction financially or health-wise or different relationships or even in church and ministry and that so that he'll take us in a different direction than we're normally used to going so that we can see different things, so that he can teach us something. And not only that, those people in John chapter 4, they told the woman, they said, now we believe him, not just because of your words, but because of his words. And now we believe that Jesus is the savior of the world. That's what they told that woman. And the disciples were just thinking, Jesus is the savior of Israel. When are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said, no, 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 don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You don't have any control over that, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and, what's the next one? Samaria. Oh, Samaria. I bet you when Jesus said that word, those 12 disciples thought of all, all at once, like looked at each other and all went, Sigar, you know. And uh, you know what? And then the uttermost part of the, the earth. Their concern was if Jesus was going to restore the kingdom of Israel. But even the Samaritans, the half-breeds, that everybody looked down on worse than a Gentile. Gentile's a dog. So Samaritan's worse than a dog. Those people understood that Jesus was the Savior of the world when the 12 disciples couldn't even wrap their head around that. Not just Israel, but the whole world. And you know what? God wants to do something with our lives, with your life, with your church, that's not just for Kearney, New Jersey, but even globally. But sometimes he's going to have to take us out of the way, take us out of our comfort zone to get us there. And he's done that plenty of times with, with me and my family. And we've been able to see those experiences. We've been able to see God do some wonderful miracles because of that. The things that only God can do. I can't explain it other than that. It's not because of me. But our pastor said, we, 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 we thank God for the Davis family. I said, it's not me. <laughs> it's totally, it's God. I, can't, I, I, I didn't try to orchestrate all this, manipulate this. It, it's, it's out of my, I'm not that smart. I can't do that. You know what? But God does. Let's pray. <clears throat> and then pastor will come and, uh, for the rest of the service. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, evening. Lord, thank you for this truth from your word. Lord, I, I pray that you would help us um, each to follow your guiding and your directing in our lives, in our individual lives, and also uh, in, in ministry life uh, as, you, um, as you lead through Pastor Skowski and uh, uh, and that and here and uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, always be uh, help us to um, uh, to be tender to your leading and to your guiding, even though it may be uncomfortable for us that we might follow you anyway, so that you can teach us like you taught the disciples um, that uh, and and do some uh, great miracles uh, through us and through our lives and uh, and and through this church. Uh, for your glory and for more people to get saved. And Lord, I thank you again for this church and all that they've done for our family and all the other uh, missionary families that they support. And 